Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Workflow Wednesday. Uh, this week we have with us Heath McKnight, a journalist from Red Shark News. And, um... Alright. Looks... Oh. Hello, everybody. Oh, okay, there we go. I do that myself. <laughs> um, alright, so, uh, um, you know, for everybody at home who may not already know who you are, uh, give a little bit of an introduction, who you are, what you do, and all that good stuff. Sure, absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me, uh, Houston. So my background is um, I was a, a very independent filmmaker and um, I also taught film in the 2000s. And I have not been doing a lot of movies in the last decade. Um, instead, I've done more like video production, everything. And about uh, eight, uh, 10 years ago, excuse me, I started working uh, from home for a company called uh, Top 10 Reviews. Um, I would review all kinds of cool computers and televisions and stuff. And then um, for about six years, I worked for a company called Dottle News, and we were one of the leading filmmaking uh, news sites out there, a little bit like Red Shark News. And uh, for the last couple of years, I've been working for a company called Commercial. We do software for businesses. And I've also been doing some writing for Red Shark News. And I go back with them a couple of years. And uh, a great company. Um, I have also written for Video Maker, Movie Maker, DV Info. Um, man, a lot of the big ones that some of them aren't even around anymore. Um, a little bit with no film school as well. So. Um, yeah, just a lot of experience doing that. Um, I had like a 10 year gap between making, 10 or 11 year gap between making movies. Um, so my two most recent short films were 2007 and 2018 and a little bit of trivia. The writer is a guy named David McLeany who co-created some of the greatest comic book characters. He co-created Rhodey on Iron Man. Oh, he wow. created Venom from Spider-Man um, and Todd McFarlane gets a quote credit um but he created most of that and so it was really cool to do two short films that he wrote and everything so and i'm also a long time mac guy um not to age myself too much but i got my first mac in 1994 when i was 18. all right uh, i have worked with windows um and uh and i've had this Puget system which is a good segue for you um and i really enjoyed it and uh and it, it just blew me away um but what's interesting and, and we'll talk about it a little bit more is that i was actually using vegas pro with it and, and really yeah. enjoyed it and it just really held up so yeah oh, that's good to hear because um and that's actually two two really good interesting points because a, a big reason why i was excited to have you on was the that that kind of crossover and and sometimes um almost abrasiveness there's like there's that apple versus pc um you know almost hatred really um and from and so it, it, it will be very interesting to hear some of your perspective on on the difference and especially with vegas pro uh, because i think there vegas does work on both mac and, and pc there's there's an option there yeah uh, actually, it's Windows only, but what's interesting, oh. and, and I'm probably, I, I don't know if I'll, if I'll catch any flack for this, but I remember I was like a very early adopter, like 
like immediate adopter of Final Cut 10. And okay. yeah, a little bit of the UI was a little bit like, or a lot like uh, iMovie, but mm. it just, there were so many other benefits to it for me. Um, of course, there was such controversy uh, nine years ago when that happened that even Conan O'Brien's editing staff did like their own little joke video about it. Oh, and wow. they did like an ad for Adobe and everything, but um, but yeah, you know, I, I've been using Final Cut for since like probably after it came out in 1999. Wow. And, uh, and one of the things I noticed um, going back many years, I, I co-wrote one of, one, or, one of the earliest HD books when HD cameras were no longer 100 grand, but they were like three, four grand, like the old Sony, um, the old JVC and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and the early Panasonic. Uh, tapeless, like the first tapeless cameras, which blew my mind. And uh, which now it's like, you're like, geez, Heath, you're really dating yourself. But mini DB <laughs> tape with HDB was, was hot back then. Oh, yeah. Um, but I used Vegas. I, the book that I co wrote with us was with a guy named Douglas Spotted Eagle. And uh, his old company did a lot of training with, with Vegas. And I've noticed sometimes when I'm in Final Cut and if Apple wants to, you know, throw a rock in through my window for saying this, but I, I noticed some UI similarities and I guess, you know, that's okay because I've noticed a lot of, you know, as, as time goes on, a lot of these nonlinear edit systems kind of are very similar and, uh, mm -hmm. and, and that's good. So if like, if I'm going to be going from my iMac right now, which I'm on cutting final cut and I need to go to like a premiere or um, on windows, or if I need to go to, um, Vegas on, on on that Puget system, it's it's pretty good, and I think you can, you know, kind of take your keyboard shortcuts and kind of adapt them to what you're used to, which is really cool. Um, or you know, like me, I just throw it all out the window and get used to something. <laughs> so, but so yeah, you, kind of, you take a, a little bit more of a um, brute force kind of method. You kind of yeah. learn how they they present it to you. Yeah, yeah, and I'm a weird guy, kind of like that. Like, um, I, you know, I, I was telling you before the show that, that I'm a triathlete and I did an Ironman and everything. And yeah. I took the brute force approach going from a regular old road bike to a triathlon bike. And, and it's weird because you're like way down on it. But that's kind of like sometimes in my mind, it's the only way to really get used to something. Because yeah. like years ago, I would just kind of like say, eh, yeah, all right, yeah. And then my adoption rate is low. And, and, we, and we talk about that a lot. Um, you know, when I was working in TV news stations and we were one of the, if not the first station in, in West Palm Beach years ago to go Final Cut. And uh, and it was the adoption was tough because people were used to tape to tape. Oh. And and then, you know, a lot of stations moved to like Premiere or they had News Cutter, all these different things. Mm -hmm. And it's like the adoption was always low unless it's just like, OK, we're going to take away that option. We're just going to say, hey, go for it. I just have to. Yeah. And, and I, I'm gonna lie and if anybody's watching please feel free to laugh at me so i have not really used windows very much in the last i'd say 16 years um wow. okay at the tv station i was using windows nt for like scripts and stuff and then i was on final cut or i was taped to tape so i wow. dabbled a little bit like doing reviews and stuff my wife is a graphic designer and uh, for our local county and she's on windows and uses windows and everything i had to have her sit down with me and kind of give me a little you know instructional on windows 10 because i again i've been mac based forever and i think yeah. there was maybe a one-year period 
between 98 and 99 that I was strictly Windows and I went back to Mac and kind of went back and forth for work and everything. So, wow. yeah, I'm a weird guy like that. I'm just, that's, I'm like, I'm like OG kind of yeah. Apple and, and everything. But, it, but that doesn't mean I hate Windows. You know, there's sure, that word, sure. like, don't talk politics, don't talk religion, and don't talk Windows versus Mac. Right. right. Yeah. Don't yeah. talk Android versus iPhone. Don't talk exactly. Gear versus Final Cut. <laughs> so well, please, you know, it's 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 it, this is all good stuff. It's fun. I have a lot of fun with it. That's you know? that's a cool perspective to come from too. It's like, I'm um I've I've fairly been somewhat agnostic in that way as well. Like, they're they're tools and they have uh, a particular use and some people are you know, just more familiar or more comfortable with a certain way of doing things. It doesn't make one better than the other necessarily. Yeah. Um, and so, okay. So you say you had to have your wife sit down and help you out. What was a bigger, a big struggle? You got our, you got the machine, yeah. you got it all plugged in, turned on. And then, so what, what was a, one of the first major hurdles for you in, in, now okay, you sit down and as funny as it sounds, it's the file structure. So I'm so used to like, the UI of Mac, which is Unix based. So I'm so used to that. Like, again, I, I didn't have the beta for Mac OS 10, but in March, 2010, I went out and paid the $130 and installed it on my laptop. And my best friend, who's like a brother to me, he's such a geek that it was like the biggest deal for us. You know, like, yeah. you know, I'm, yeah. you know, everybody else is like, Hey, we're going to go to the club. What, what are you doing? Well, I'm going to go install the software and <laughs> And oh wait, I can't use it for three years because it took or two years because they didn't have Final Cut ready yeah. for it, you know. But but it's the final file structure was kind of a big deal for me. And my wife had to kind of walk me through it and show me. I, I felt like I had never used a computer in my life because it had been, I mean, years since I used a Windows system. Right. And uh, like when I was working for Donald News, if a company said Heath, you want to review this workstation this windows workstation yeah i just sent it to my guy out in california he he's strictly mac and strictly windows i mean he just because he has to have both to do these reviews so for me you guys can laugh at me but that's kind of like one of the hurdles and yeah and uh um but i but i kind of look at it as maybe i should have been using windows um even even with boot camp although i hear that's going to go out the window with the new yeah, that's unfortunate yeah, and I hope they do something because I think it would be good. But but I think like for me, um, you know, if I had been dabbling a little bit more, it would have been okay. But the big thing is once I kind of got through that, and my wife, who used to be a teacher, had to put on her teaching hat and say, "All right, come on now," um, everything kind of got out of my way, and that's what I wrote in my review. It gets out of my way. I want if I'm sitting there worrying more about what's going on. And having to really sit and work things out. And once I got the keyboard shortcuts and it just got out of my way and I could sit there and I could just start creating. I could start editing. I, I dropped in a couple of clips from my last film and just, again, I mean, we, we shot my last movie on 1080p and people are like, wow, why aren't you shooting 4K? And I'm like, guys, I'm delivering <laughs> YouTube, you know? And yeah. film festivals are probably still just doing things off like a laptop or something on a, projector that doesn't go above like 1080i or 1080p so right but but we got the film look and everything it was an old fs 100 which is is that the one yeah the one the s35 sensor and i to me i'm like holy cow this this looks fantastic and oh great you know so but but you know it, it got out of my way and you know i cut my um movie 
on Final Cut two years ago on my old iMac, and, and and it got out of my way. But I'll tell you, for fun, recently I did I did an article on 8K, a couple articles on 8K, and uh, and that is such a monster to download Red, oh, HDR, you know, you name whichever camera, and you can download like a minute. And I loaded it as a proxy. And it was no problem. But then I'm like, well, if I want online and the client says I need to deliver an 8K because, you know, I'm going to take it over here and we're going to be doing some major stuff with it. So you can't, you know, deliver it 4K. My poor iMac just trying to play that 30 second clip. <laughs> I, I, I was waiting for the flag, the white flag to go stop. And, uh, and, and I haven't fully tested it, but I started throwing throwing some stuff at the at the genesis station mm -hmm. and it was just like okay all right yeah well what else you got and and right. so that's good and and i mean i you know i'm a tried and true dyed in the wool mac guy but i know that to get an equivalent system would cost probably double mm -hmm. i didn't fully spec it but i think it was coming out to like nearly double wow so yeah that's something that a lot of excuse me a lot of people consider i know a lot of people left mac in final cut in 2000 11 12 with with final cut 10 and they had to choose some of the best systems out there and you know and and so um you know and in houston if you want i can talk about my experience because i got to go through like the phone call with yeah. oscar it, like i was a client and to me that was really cool yeah i'm i'm, I'm interested too is like the difference so you're coming from the, uh, that sort of customer service angle. Um, is there a comparison there with with Apple? Like, I'm curious. Uh, I mean, I'm biased. Obviously, I work for the company and stuff. Um, but yeah. I also I also hear from other YouTubers and stuff about the customer service experience from other. I hesitate to say competitors of ours because they tend to lean more toward like a gaming or enthusiast market. But sure. um, from a professional, from someone who is in a um, a more uh, creative professional aspect. How has that? Um, is there a direct comparison with Apple and and our service? Well, you know, I haven't had to call Apple in a long time. I would just buy a system, you know, and I knew how to spec it out. Um, but I would say that if I called them up and I said, "Can I talk to somebody?" You know, that that gets video production gets. They, they have people there and I would probably be able to sit, talk to them and then figure out a system. And, and that's one thing that you guys did. Now, it's, you know, I'm not trying to knock any direct competitors, but I know that sure. like, if I'm gonna go on and look for a system, it's probably gonna end up having to be a gaming system because it's just about apples to apples, what mm -hmm. I need, um, not just for now, even if all I'm doing is cutting 1080p, you know, and, and dabbling a little bit in 2K and 4K. I need something that I can use for years to come. But right. it's nice to be able to say, okay, Oscar, and I'm not going to lie, man. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of right here. And other people I work with are up here. They're doing red. They're doing all kinds right. of stuff. But that's not to say I won't be. And, and, you know, I bought a 4K TV seven years ago, and it was not cheap. And now you can get them cheap. And what I'm saying is, the content is starting to really come come in and oh, yeah. all of a sudden all these movies i bought on apple or got like you know if i bought a blu-ray i got a, a, a 480i or 720p version all of a sudden i have a 4k version you know i'm gonna have a client one day that's gonna say hey listen I, we're just gonna go straight 4k i need to be able to handle it 
I right. cannot have my core system crash. And it's funny, we used to judge everything on CPU speed and RAM. And while that's mm -hmm. still important, GPU is more important. And I'm not trying to diss my little iMac here. This is a good computer, but I did not choose a good enough GPU in my opinion. I think I should have gone a little bit more. And, and if I were back doing full-time video editing, I'd have a Mac Pro for sure, or okay. a Genesis system because it would pay for itself quick. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So like, I guess I'm an enthusiast, but, but, you know, sitting on the phone and like, they're asking me questions and, you know, like I, I'm kind of also old school where when I was working in news, when I was working in production houses, we, it was a separation of church and state when it came to graphics, animation and video editing. So, so when they had that, we had our real estate crash in Florida in like 06, 07 mm -hmm. and the rest of the country in, in 08. A lot of these guys, graphics, animation, editors, we, a lot of us were actually unemployed at the same time. And I was able to kind of roll into a couple of new gigs before I, I started doing the writing thing. And a lot of them are like, I'm having to learn how to do video editing. I never had to do that because my, I was just After Effects. I was just, you name the, you name the system. I was doing that in Photoshop. And I'm like, yeah, me too. But now when, when people go to school or they take classes somewhere, they have to know it all and if they right. see a job opening it's like we use usually it's premiere but some of them use vegas some of them use final cut some of them use davinci but they also say must be able to use photoshop and nuke or whatever and right. that's what they want and you can get away with some of that with plugins but only for so long you know yeah. <laughs> so that's huh so, yeah, I've definitely I've noticed that too. Like um, in seeing some of the configurations we build, there'll be um, like a primary use. Like I spend most of my time in, you know, After Effects, but yeah. I do still need I need something that'll work well with Premiere too, because like I'm doing the visual effects, but I'm doing visual effects for 4K footage, and so I need to be able to blend those together and have a system that works strongly for a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting to hear that there was such a separation though between, or, or I guess suppose there used to be because now, you know, you gotta everybody's gotta wear multiple hats. I mean, I'm I'm a bit of a video editor myself now, and I never thought I would end up being that way. <laughs> um, yeah, so oh, you're right, you're right, and that's why, like I said, listen, you know, there might come a time when I'm gonna be dabbling a little bit in After Effects, dabbling a little bit in Photoshop. But let's say I need I need something major like mm -hmm. you know I can do Photoshop but I might need something beautiful rendered and that's where my wife comes in because she's been a graphic artist forever and she's a wonderful graphic designer and uh, she would go in and, and if the computer again it's it's my whole thing about it. if it's too slow then it gets in your way mm -hmm. then you feel then you know you're in software you're not turning off your mind and creating. And I remember the first time I ever used um, screenwriting software, Final Draft, it got out of my way. It, it sped me up. So then the first time I used uh, nonlinear editing software, which was an old version of Premiere, then Final Cut, I felt like I could create. And I wasn't sitting there like how you would do pre-roll on your player deck and your record deck. And it would you couldn't change anything. You'd lose a generation and everything because it was tape to tape but it just it gets out of your way but again like that. low you're you're in trouble you're gonna be hey i'm gonna go take lunch dinner and maybe breakfast before this is done yeah. you know so to me it's that's that was key and, and oscar took that all into consideration and then sent me the configuration where it was able to do what i needed it now 
and later. And also if I have to bring in another friend of mine and say, listen, you know, I know you could do this on your own computer, but can you just give me this animation? Do you want to try it on this? Cause it's fat and it won't cripple the system, you know? So that's, that's a big one for me. And that was fun. It was fun to sit there like a customer and go through it and tell them what I need and not have them say, really, that's really okay. And get it and understand that, you know, kind of more old school, but you know, who's to say, I'm not going to sit down and really make sure I know this stuff. Sure. But again, I've been, I've been mostly an enthusiast for about 10 years now. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you brought up an interesting point about um, kind of like the software kind of getting out of your way and the, and the time aspect. People tend to, in my experience at least, people tend to, to kind of miss that, um, or at least from, from the outside. Um, they tend to miss the, the idea that like, um, you know, a, a $7,000 machine, man, that's expensive, right? You get all those parts, that's only that's yeah. half the cost. But people tend to forget that like the time the time that you save in in work like the difference between 15 minute export and an hour could can mean the you know could mean the difference between an entire chunk of your movie being either cut or not or um you know with graphics uh visual effects and things taking you know sometimes minutes per frame or seconds per frame and that's huge and people yeah. i think tend to miss that part where or if something you're trying to scrub through something and it and it chugs and you're oh and now you're out of your flow or yeah i think that's a that's an important thing to to highlight is, is yeah and, and again if you're really you got i mean i have a friend who works with he has his one or two big clients and then he kind of works his way down and, and i think that's almost any company so you have a couple of top tier middle a few more and then you have a few smaller tier where maybe you're not going to be charging them, you know, an exorbitant amount of money, but one sure. of those gigs, one of those big gigs, you may, it may cost you because you're not delivering on time. And yeah. I, I have a, a little client, I used to have a little client, um, a tattoo parlor down in Fort Lauderdale, and I'm, I'm actually sleeved up because of them. Oh, and, cool. Yeah, um, mostly Marvel comics, but uh, Iron Man and everything. But um, I, uh, I remember they, we started by doing, I would do little videos for them and for commercials before they went more just like online and got rid mm -hmm. of the commercial advertising because the Facebook and all that was really working out better for them. And uh, and he's like, hey, can you, can you help me out? I need you to get this delivered to me. And this is eight years ago. I'm about to take off to Colorado for a family reunion. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get it done. And I'm on an, a little uh, Mac mini. And I remember I bought it the year before and I said, well, you know, for $200 more, I could get a, an iMac with a dedicated graphics system. I'm like, no, I'll save my money. It burned me. I mm. could not deliver the final project. And while I didn't lose it as a client, he was like, we really needed that. And there was nothing I could do because I was getting on a plane soon oh, after. Bummer. So I got him the video, but then it was a good lesson for me to say, okay, this is what happens when you don't. And if he was more of a video-based client he could have said you know what we're gonna have to go with somebody else who can deliver it so i'll tell you when i got back i bought an imac like mm -hmm. within a week i i was able to sell the old system didn't lose a lot of money got the imac oh, never good. had that problem again and again you know if you're gonna make a serious investment and you have serious clients yeah. one of those clients will probably pay off that system pretty quick oh yeah absolutely 
Um, yeah. Time is money, and you when you said scrubbing, that's what happened to me with the, with the with the red footage. Yeah. You know, um, but it's just you know I was just having fun, but after a while, it's like if I if it's going to be paralyzed, then it's not getting out of the way. You know, unless you drop the quality to like a proxy or something like that. Right. Which. But even still, doing proxies that takes time. You got to like. Um, uh, I can't. I'm I'm unfamiliar with the verbiage, but I know that that yeah. takes time to to kind of translate those into proxies to play yeah. with that and that kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's really important. So we do have some questions from from the chat. Uh, this was a few minutes back, but uh, this one's actually coming from Twitch. She says, "Hey Heath and Houston, uh, what do you think about Apple's switch to ARM? Do you think that will drive people back to the Mac?" I like the rhyme in there. Back to the Mac. Um, I think Mac was still doing pretty good. I think they've always been. I hate to say it, kind of niche. But then I, there was a study done a little while ago that said that. This is when HP was the biggest computer manufacturer. They were actually sometimes losing money, whereas Apple was making money. And you can mm. probably argue that if they, a laptop from them costs way more than a laptop from somebody else. Sure. Um, but what I think is going to be interesting is the theories I've been reading, right? So I've been reading like the old CEO of Apple. I think his name was Jean-Louis Gasset, if I'm saying okay. his name right. He was coming up with some theories that I thought were interesting. And that was that it may force other chip manufacturers to go that kind of ARM architecture route, which for them, they call it silicone. So it's not fully ARM. And I also um, follow uh, another couple of people that are big on YouTube and they're big Mac journalists. And they talk about that as well, that it could force um, Intel. And somebody who was at Intel or no longer at Intel said that Apple was the most vocal um, you know, customer for them, but they represented a small amount. But the right, problem right. was, is they kept promising these chips. And it's a little bit of like history repeating itself with the old power PC and IBM. Mm -hmm. It was, we're going to deliver this chip and it's not going to be hot and you're going to be able to use it and never happened. And I think it was, it may have been the lake chips, I forget. And they could just like, so you would buy a system and it was the same thing. And they were just right. making the same processor. So they're now going to be able to control that they're going to be able to give people what they need and it's going to probably force a lot of other chip manufacturers and maybe even Intel to, to get rid of the x86. Now that's, I don't know if that'll happen, but we'll see. I, yeah. I, I'm really curious if that'll happen. Um, I think people will be curious what happens with Apple in these ARM processors. I'm excited. I am yeah. really excited. Um, I know they just came out with a new Mac yesterday, new iMac, new mm -hmm. iMac Pro. But it's like, I don't need a new system right now. My wife's like, are you going to get one of those first MacBook Airs with the arm, with the silicone? I'm like, not yet. And she's like, darn, because I want your Air. And I'm like, I'll give it to you. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, it's our computer. But, uh, but you know, for me, it's um, for sure, um, I think it is going to, it's going to help out a little bit. But, I, you know, I'm really curious about boot camp and windows because there are people yeah. that love the game that love mm -hmm. to do a lot of stuff and everything and my wife lives on the macbook air i bought it for both of us and everything and she's fascinated by what what's going to happen how quickly will we see updates with with photoshop with premiere with everything apple will right. probably do it now can we go back to when they switched to intel and, and they said two years and they got it done in a year maybe who knows but I w I'm curious, will it bring more people back? Will it bring people back into the fold? Yeah. And in 
Intel is making a ton of money with servers with their right. high chips. That's where they're making a lot of their money. Yeah, that's a, that's something else that people tend to miss. Like, okay, AMD is kicking Intel's butt, like um, in the CPU space, but that's that's in the consumer market. People right. tend to forget that Intel, like a huge chunk of Intel's like profits come from either custom chips or or that sort of data center high high end desktop almost yeah. sort of you know um data centers and things like yeah. that they they miss that part so yeah um i'm curious to know if this will have any effect on price because i think that is a a big uh i think that's a big stopping block for them for in comp in competition with regular pc um adoption is sure. you know I can oftentimes I can get better performance and this is more toward like um, productivity tasks or, or create content creation or whatever I can get better performance for half or less you know um, I have a lot more choice in the hardware um, and, and that sort of a thing so I'm, I'm curious if that'll have an effect in that in that space yeah and it's it's truly the walled garden times mm -hmm. You know, and uh, the the story is they asked Intel if they could, you know, create a chip for them for the iPhone, and they didn't. So they so they made their own, and right. and then uh, and then Intel apparently thought they were gonna be part of the iPad, and they said no, we're just continuing with our own chip. And um, and it's interesting because in the early days they were using other technology and and i guess there's like two guides that you could do sorry that's my little oh, alert there. i was like oh did i do something um so uh so there's two guides and i guess one of them is more like almost like you're licensing the technology and then the other one is you're, you're following some of the instructions but doing it yourself and apple made a transition to doing that and it now they're really controlling it i mean they are right. controlling it a lot will the price change i don't know it'd be interesting because you know i got i got the the iphone 11 pro mm -hmm. and uh and i would say equivalency it's about the same price as it's probably an equivalent android phone sure um, like a fancy galaxy or some like really slick and they're again i i i don't hate everything i'm not gonna say but they're all really slick and they're all about the same price you know yeah I, you know, I used to argue with people about that, the quote unquote Apple tax. And, you know, at the end sure. of the day, you can't, you can't really get away from it. But I also remember a buddy of mine got a, a Dell laptop and I had gotten um, an old, I guess it was the first like editions of MacBook Pro. And uh, no joke. And his Dell was nice. His Dell was sure, toast, sure. toast in three months. At the end of the year to get his tax write off in. And got a big sale at the old CompUSA. I, I think it was CompUSA, and then that was it. And wow. uh, he was so mad, and he got it fixed. And sorry, Dell, because I, I used to own the Dell and I loved it. But this, I mean, this is this is a few like a decade plus ago. But I'm I I used that system for for three four years, and yeah. you know I I tend to use my I, my Macs until they're dead. Um, mm -hmm. But in the past. As, as my clientele, I was building my clients in the 2000s, I noticed I had to get a faster Mac, so I would constantly upgrade and everything. But I, I'm really curious about the pricing. I mean, that's probably a long way around yeah, it. Yeah. But, but the walled garden, I think, is gonna be the biggest thing of all. Now mm -hmm. Apple is controlling even more. They're controlling their own graphic 
you know, chips, uh, or that maybe they'll bring in, you know, really great, you know, chip. I'm like thinking on the professional level, they're thinking sure. on the, you know, more consumer MacBook air level, I'm sure. Right. But those of us, that small percentage of us that is, that, that doesn't have, you know, $15,000 or I think if you spec out a Mac pro, it gets up to like luxury car, like, Oh yeah. Grand. Oh, well, yeah. There was when, uh, when they were first announcing it, there were people who are, who are cranking them out to the top and it's, you know, 50 K 60 K, you know, with the $400 <laughs> wheels and things like yeah. that. So, but, but that's, that's, again, there can be a justification there when you get to that five figures for a machine. Cause like we've done things like that as well. Sure. Um, that the person who could who is even genuinely considering um spending that kind of money on a system there has to be a, a return on investment they those minutes that they're saving are thousands of dollars yeah of time and so yes you and me we're not spending <laughs> 10 grand on a uh, even 10 grand on a on a workstation because there's no it would take me 12 years to to get my return on it but yeah. There, there are people out there who need 30 seconds shaved off of every 3D animation they do. They, that need those those kind of small improvements because over time they're they're probably not going to buy another machine for five years, and right. it'll pay for itself after three projects. Yeah, you know, and so it's it's just a disconnect between consumer market and professionals. You know, oh, I mean. It's, you know, as an avid triathlete, I did an Ironman, we were talking about that. I, I, I had a little $700 road bike and it got me where I needed. But when I signed up for an Ironman where you're on the bike for 112 miles, I needed, and then I have a marathon after, I needed to be able to have a, a bike that could handle it. So suddenly I stepped up to $3,000 plus and, or, well, I, I had a little discount, but a $3,500 plus tax bike got yeah. me that much faster. Yeah. And when you get into the pro triathletes where $100,000 in sponsorships are on the line, then you're you're getting a bike that's 15, 20,000. And that's... it is so identical to me. And, and there was a guy that, that does, he does a lot of this stuff, but you know, production, but for him, he likened it to the surfboards because he's sure. surfing. So he said, you know, I'm okay with this surfboard, but this pro needs the Ferrari of surfboards. And I'm like, right. it's really interesting. And, and then there are those of us who have money to burn. I'm not one of them that can buy that kind of stuff. I, I knew a guy that when he retired, I was helping him learn. I said, you know, you didn't really need to go out and buy a $5,000 camera and a $10,000 edit system. And he's like, trust me, I can afford it. And I'm like, but you're just, you're getting, you know, fun videos and stuff and he's like no I'm, I'm gonna dabble and he did he started dabbling in other stuff but for the most part we buy what we need and what we can right. afford um, sometimes it does pay when you can shave off a few seconds if you're buying a fifty sixty thousand dollar system you might even not be doing production you might be crunching numbers oh, and yeah. mapping the galaxy or something like that mm -hmm. you need that because you know any system would probably be like all right just me about three years and I'll be ready to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. yeah. What was your favorite thing about um, our uh, the? Or, I I I'm trying not to make this a plug for us and and, uh, and things, but just the in the your favorite thing about working with the with the, the PC. I you know it's 
I'm going to go back to it. It's getting out of my way. I know that sounds weird, but I just need stuff to get out of my way. If I'm mm -hmm. spending time on a computer um, trying to figure out what what's, you know, why is this not working? Why, why am I exporting, you know, six different versions? Let's say, let's say Houston hired me to shoot and uh, write, produce, direct, edit a 30 second commercial. And, um, and, and Houston is a PR firm for Xbox. So this is big budget. It's going to be in 4k. I'm going to hire an animator. We're going to, we're going to have a lot of fun. We'll say that we can get and be around people right now. So sure. there's no pandemic. So we're able to shoot. And uh, I need to be able to export this in 4K, 2K, 1080p. I need to be able to get this video all the way down. And I don't want to waste my time doing them one at a time. I want to be able to start it. And then maybe I go down and make dinner with my wife. And I can go back up and it's done. And it's not sitting there chugging along. Right. I need to be able to, and, and because Houston is a very demanding boss and very demanding client and he wants that right away and I got to get that uploaded, you know, because he's out in Washington, I may be in Florida, but I got to get that uploaded. So by 9 a.m. Pacific, it's ready to go, you know, right. so I need a system to be able to do that. I need a system that won't lag that, that when I, if I just want to do something as simple as scrubbing, I, I'm yeah. not going to paralyze the poor computer, you know. Um, the monitor is really slick too. I really like it. Good if you're into a lot of color correcting. Um, that is something like your color grading. That's a big deal. Um, you need to have it accurate. Um, I remember the days before you had those. You had to have a broadcast monitor to make sure because oh, broadcast right. video NTSC was a whole different you know color. Uh, oh, I forget. The I'm like dying here and then, but when you get into HD and 4K computers, that at least matches. So that way when I'm doing my color grading, it's gonna be good. And I'm more of a casual color grader. Um, okay. I have a friend who he is kind of like an unknown known guy, like people know his work, but they don't know his name. And uh, he doesn't, he'll even help people out and say, use these filters with these adjustments, charge them $200 for a little student film or 50 bucks or for free all the way up to some major stuff. And he's got a, a full like $50,000 system because he's making a lot of money. Sure. And, uh, but I'm more Here's like, you know, try to do it in camera as much as possible. Although clients also want to shoot raw. And so sure. I got to make sure that I can color correct this and get it to where the client wants again, without, without crippling it. And as these systems kind of become more, all in one um, and I'm not having to go between six different apps to do my work right I I love that but then it becomes a monster of a of, of software and mm -hmm. just it doesn't it doesn't uh, paralyze the system you know with one with one computer yeah. you know so yeah that's cool and and so um is that something you do encounter with your normal day-to-day -day system no, not as much unless I'm killing it. But I remember a few years ago it did that that poor little Mac Mini that I was trying yeah. to do stuff. Uh, hold on, sorry. Somebody no, that's all right. Message me. They're like, "Hey, what's up?" And I'm like, "Hey, I'm on a call." Um, but but you know, it, it that was a huge lesson learned. I remember having to do that often in the 2000s, where I did have demanding clients, and all of a sudden I'm like, "I better trade this in." And then all of a sudden it's like, "Hey, we're." 
coming out with this new program and it's built into the software and you're like, oh, cool. And then the software now needs more RAM and needs better GPU. And you're like, oh boy, yeah. all right. And, uh, and it's all starting to become more and more built in. Like Apple bought that color app. It was a beautiful app, oh, yeah. bundled it for a while and then put it in the software. So all of a sudden it was no longer a separate app, but again, it, it, it makes it the, the software that much more RAM, GPU, CPU intensive. And, and I know for a fact that as everything updates over the next, you know, three to five years, that system will still be going. It won't be like, don't take this wrong way. It won't be growing a beard and getting old and needing a cane because the poor system is dying from it. Right. And I like your beard, by the way. I Thank you. <laughs> And I have to say that was something I noticed. Um, so you you had mentioned like how the Dell laptop had died. Your buddy's laptop died in three months. And I was thinking, I have a MacBook Pro from 2012 in a closet somewhere. I bet I could pull that out, turn it on, and it would just wake right up, no problem. Yeah. However, I do recall that as the OS updated, um, and I think that kind of ties to what you were saying about how the software can get kind of bloated and whatnot, um, there was a point um, where I, I did an OS update to, I don't know, Mojave or something like that. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Keep track of the, the code names. But, um, and it would take three minutes to just to fully be able to use my desktop uh, on the Mac and stuff. And so I, I wiped it and put it back to where it was. Yeah, yeah, like that. That's actually well, probably the same there. one. For yeah, so the June 2012 a, edition. Actually, it's a 20. 2016 or 17 i got it discounted because i didn't need something fast and i updated to um i think it was in 2018 and i was like uh-oh yeah then it and then it started saying 2019 and i'm like oh boy it's getting slower mm -hmm. and i forget the names of these and then this most recent one i'm sorry it was fall of 2019 that the computer i'm like I'm fused in with eight gigs of RAM. I can't yep. go higher than eight gigs. This new, you know, and if anybody from Mac is looking, trust me, I love you guys. But if you don't have enough RAM for some of these new Mac OS 10 versions, or it's, Mac OS, I think it's now it's called, you are in complete trouble. Yeah. And it's still, and it's a little obnoxious. It still says, you have an update. And I'll say, remind me tomorrow. And I guess I could go into like deep into the UI and put something in, but it's like, that was me about 10 years ago. Now my brain doesn't follow that stuff, but, but I would like an option to like not have to do that because as soon as I do that, and if let's say I do it again in 20, this year, 2020, it's just going to grind it down because you know, you're going to need that much more. And um, I mean, I'll tell you, my first system was the original Power Mac G3. It looked like the iMac. So it was the Bondi Blue and it had the monitor look like a giant iMac. Yep. When I spec that out, it was 128 megabytes of RAM. <gasps> what are you going to do with all that? And yeah, then the startup drive was 90 gig. It was a CD-ROM and not even a CD burner. And I had to pay as much money, $3,000 four internal hard drives that totaled 125 gig because there's nothing bigger than 37.5 gig and i told people they're like what are you using that for and i'm like i'm trying to make a an independent film on wow. digital video and they're like who's shooting digital video and you know it's 16 millimeter film but my point is is that 
dropping in more RAM helps that, but if it's fused on the board, you're in trouble. Yeah. And I'll tell you, if you tried update, you'd be in trouble. And I remember I had a 2011 MacBook Air, got rid of it in 2014 because I wasn't using it. I had to actually go back to Lion and then go yeah. back to Mountain Lion because anything above just it's like it's like I dropped red footage uncompressed right. on the timeline. It, it just it slowed down. So I think that's something, you know, and I, I don't want to get too far off topic, but that's something that with the Puget system, again, I don't have to worry about it because right. I think there's like just enough RAM in there, a, a great GPU. And and I'm sure that in a few years I, I could call up and say, listen, what can I, what, what can I do with this system? I need to I need to upgrade. What can I do? And, and I'm oh, sure. Yeah talk to you guys about that even just like all right I, I can't upgrade let's just get a new system going here but even still like especially with the way hardware pc hardware is right now um oftentimes it's it's a, a simple matter of like you said more ram or just a better graphics card yeah. so much so much of especially video editing and stuff is is shifting over to gpu uh, compute stuff um yeah, it's, it's mind-blowing. I, I come from the CPU. I mean, it's just a lot of people are like, what is this fool talking about? But I'm, I'm old school enough to know that the GPU was important. Sure. But more important if you are doing graphics and animation. All of a sudden, if it, 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 my old Mac would sound like it was about to take off because the, <laughs> the Zoom video was on. Sure. It couldn't even handle that. And it couldn't handle certain certain resolutions of, of of hd or 4k it would just yeah. i'm like is this computer about to fly away because the fans were chugging to keep it cool and you it know? wasn't it wasn't that long ago um that like a dual xeon like super workhorse machine right. was the best option you had for premiere pro um and like people are still still kind of have that mindset where like oh i need i need 128 cores i need all this this cpu power and it's yeah. it's sometimes difficult um thankfully we have a lot of data to to kind of support our position in this and people right. are realizing more and more now that adobe has um and and davinci as well and all these these editing programs are leaning hev more heavily on the graphics card for a lot of that stuff so um yeah it's just it's it's interesting to see that shift yeah and you know, Oscar told me. I, he said, you know, we've got the 18 core, we got the 14 core, but this monster of a GPU mm -hmm. really helps out there. And and then you got to think to yourself, well, how much money am I going to save that? Because yep. in my mind, it's like you got to go to the top with the CPU. 15 years ago, 10 years ago, but now you don't. Right. And 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 I noticed that Apple put out some a new graphic card option, and it's like it's that much cheaper and you feel really good about spending the money and you're not spending another few thousand dollars going, you know, how many cores can I get in there? Well, you don't need those cores. What you need is a good graphics card. If you don't have a good graphics card, you will, what, what did that guy on South Park, the ski instructor, you will have a bad day. Oh, yeah. have a bad time. That's yeah. right. I'll say that to myself. I'm, I'm very pop culture oriented in my mind and my wife will, I'll say I'm having a bad time because I'm just killing the system, you know. And and being on that system back there, it's it's it's. <laughs> my wife loves it because we each have our own office, so it's in her office, and she's like, "That's a beautiful computer." Oh, and I'm like, "It is, isn't it?" Because I've I've got this, you know, being a triathlete, I got my bike in the corner here. I got right. my 
wall of geeky Iron Man artwork. So cool. I needed a place to put it. But you know, but the the big thing is 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 buy what you can afford. Mm-hmm. If and I hope you do go with Puget because I'm I'm big on customer service. I really am. The, the the company that sold me this bike and my triathlon bike, they're the, the CEO told me we're big on customer service. You want to be able to call somebody up or email them or chat, and you get a real person, and they'll say, "Let's talk. Let's let's see what your budget is, what and what kind of a solution we can get you." Um, not all of us, even though we love to sit like I do late at night having a beer on the couch, and I'm like, "So what does it cost?" today to right. spec out a full you know mac pro or what does it and i also said what does it cost to spec out a puget system all the way because that's just that's kind of dork i am the kind of nerd sure. i am kind sure. of geek. but you know it's it's i don't i don't, I don't need that i don't need a fifteen thousand dollar triathlon bike when a right. and like great computers their new next year's model is a thousand dollars less than your life Right. Um, and, and that much better so right. you're like oh you know but uh but you know for me with the, with the computer as long as three years from now it's still getting out of my way if all of a sudden now we have 12k so right we have 12k so they said you know let's turn it up to 11 no we're going to turn up to 12 right. so now black magic has these awesome camera cameras coming out that do 12 i've heard it, yeah and and i don't need to shoot it myself but I love to do reviews. I love to get gear. I need to be able to handle it, and that system will handle it. And yep. when when Houston calls me and says, I love that Xbox commercial, now we're going to do one for, for Jaguar, but we're going to be shooting in 32K, that right. computer you know, better be able to at least <laughs> down, down res it a little bit, and then we can do a finish. So I, I always think about today and tomorrow. I right. need something that can do both. Otherwise, you're going to end up like me with that one client where, yeah, it didn't really, he wasn't upset that, that I took an extra week because my little Mac mini took like, no joke, 12 hours to render. When in, when the iMac I bought soon after only took two hours to render, it was a long project. Yeah. But the point is, is that, that I mean, 12 hours, two hours, that's, that's, that's the huge. difference of losing a customer, an ongoing customer, a potentially ongoing customer. Mm-hmm. And I think time is money and- um, Oh, totally. You know, you know and, and, and so yeah, without spending too much money. <laughs> and, but no, I mean, it's, 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 I think that that's, that's, again, like that's something people tend to, to miss when they, when they aren't like knee deep in it, um, is like, yeah, it, it's five, $7,000, but, it's it's important to balance that with with your workload and workflow because um, yeah maybe maybe you just aren't working with that kind of uh, footage or, or with those sorts of projects that even that require it and so it's going to yeah. take you too long to to break even or, or, or make a profit essentially right. and so um, and those are the kinds of conversations that we have to have with customers too is like well look you know we'll get quotes from people who are like Oh, I, I can totally afford this, but it's like, do you really need it? You know, yeah. um, and that's another thing that I like about that is that you're not gonna you're not gonna upsell me. You're not gonna tell me that. Well, you know, he for only five hundred dollars more, you could get the 
X Y D. We'll throw in some wheels for you. If you yeah, want. yeah. You know, we'll, we got it's some like a car. You know, you're you're looking at a car. I mean, it, it, and sometimes it makes sense. My wife and I love to sometimes go and look at. Um, my dog's looking at me like you know it's dinner time, but. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, we look at a house and like, you know, it's like, you know, for only 10 grand more, you get a lot more space. And it almost makes me think they need to rethink that because more people are going to pay the extra money, but mm-hmm. it's not like I totally need it. And if, if and if it's going to kill my budget and really one thing us creative people sometimes forget is that these are tools that let us express our talents. And if you're not a, you know, uh, what became popular was, uh, you know, 10 years ago, not 11 years ago was kind of suddenly just, you're doing it all yourself. Like I worked right. for a company that laid off everybody and hired or kept every, anybody who could do everything. So you're suddenly a, a jack of all trades. Right. And, uh, and I don't want to say extra none, but kind of, and, um, and, and all of a sudden, you know, I, I need to be able to do all this work and not have to worry that maybe the computer isn't super and maybe that the camera isn't a red. Why would a red be, no offense, because I have friends that work for red. Why would a red, if I went out and spent, let's say the the Raven was still for sale, spend 15,000 when as an artist, it's not gonna make me that much better. Right. my dog Which, is not running around. I hear that. I hear that all the time. It's it's not the camera, you know. You can no, and, and a ten thousand dollar camera isn't going to produce a ten thousand dollar no like, value I, film, you know. The lesson that I think every generation of filmmaker goes through, whether they actually do it or not. I remember having a Canon XL one that did a great job and I got so seduced by the first H D V camera from JBC, which I forget I think it was like I forget the name, but it was it was garbage. It was really bad. And then Panasonic put out another mini DV, DVX100, which was better. But this camera was so awful, I couldn't wait to get rid of it. And uh, But I fell into the trap. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I bought a camera I didn't need. And, and you know, I, I liken it to, to triathlons. I liken it to cooking. You know, my dad was a chef. And he would tell his students in college, you do not need to go pay six thousand dollars for your your cooking gear you just right. need what you can afford you don't need to buy that viking oven for no joke yeah. 10 grand when a two thousand dollar oven works just fine and i think i think that's kind of an angle that that puget takes is like we we've i hear stories all the time of of our sales people talking people out of a more expensive item because it it isn't especially in creative uh, creativity or creative aspects is not it's not what you spend on your tools it's being able to use them effectively um and and like it comes back to that theme of just getting out of the way like if you don't have to spend so much to in order to achieve the the vision that you have um there are times there are times where going above and beyond will will allow you to do more things um but it it isn't always necessary to you know you want to have maybe uh uh-oh did i freeze no no i just here's my little dog i was just saying hi she's now telling me it's dinner time but uh I think uh, I my camera hang on oh oh sorry i was just showing both my dogs are coming over but you know I would say the biggest thing of all for me, and you and I were talking about this, is we 
you know, when I was writing screenplays on Word, it took me forever. So then I bought Final Draft and other screenwriting softwares. It took care of the formatting for me. I am from an era when we would do tape to tape, you know, working in TV news, whatever, college, everything. Then nonlinear came out. It, it got out of my way. It let me quickly create. It let me do things I didn't know I could do, you know. And that's like one of the coolest things about um, about the system and with the creativity. And and I'm not sitting there getting getting suckered into it. I can say, hey, I have 10 grand, and your sales team will say, have you bought a camera yet? Well, I hadn't thought of that. Why don't you budget out your computer for maybe six grand, and then your camera and your gear four grand, or right. you know maybe you could spend a little bit more on the computer or a little bit more on the camera and 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 I'm like wow really you guys aren't going to try to upsell me to the to the Jaguar right. Mercedes Benz you know uh, 7 series BMW you know that <laughs> kind of a thing when I when I, I don't own any of that I had a little Subaru so yeah that's I, that's what I also really like again it all comes down to for me is customer service too it's like I know that the system's going to work well I know it's going to last a long time but i love that, it, that the customer service is there too that's a big deal for me um and the social media is fun too which is a little fun for you <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm showing my dog but when both dogs no. are convincing on me i'm like uh -oh. i love it, I love uh -oh. it. And we should we should do a bit more of a series of of like puget pets you know yeah, uh, yeah. we just adopted a little tiny senior dog she uh She's like 10 and like about that big, a little Maltese. Yeah. That's kind of cool that we did that. So. Oh, that is awesome. Actually, yeah. we, work, we work with a local, um, just completely off topic because we're right near the end here, so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with it. But we work with a local, um, I guess, charity that works with rehoming old dogs called Old Dog Haven. Um, and... Uh, yeah, we worked with them to get them, I think, a video editing thing for because they do little clips of their dogs and stuff, and I follow them on Instagram, and it's it's super cool. Like, people, man, old dogs are much like old cats, in my opinion, too, because I've adopted a few old cats in my time where, you know, it, it's sometimes it's cool to just have, like, a chill companion. And she is, and, and she's excited, you know, like, I, I came down, she's so tiny, she can't, she's a Maltese, she can't go up the stairs. Yes, I'm talking about you. <laughs> and uh, and she's really, you know, my wife made her girly with, like, she's got this. Oh, thing. that's cute. So, but, yeah, but for her, um, for, you know, it, it, you know, somebody would probably have adopted her, but everybody's more in, hey, everybody's <laughs> The puppies, you know, and, and, and for me, it, it had always been a dream of mine. And, and my other dog, they're both 10 years old. She, she's been with me since she was a puppy. She's always by my side. I work from home for 10 years. She's always by my side. Mm -hmm. If I get up, she, I call her American Express dog. She's everywhere I want to be. Oh, I have to go over here and, uh, and get my laundry going. She's right there, you know. Yeah. So, but, but I always dreamed of, of getting like a little tiny, uh, uh, not a tiny, but like a senior dog because you mm -hmm. know what? They, they deserve it. They don't, yeah. they don't want them to be stuck in a shelter the re or a bell rescue. And the rescue we got it from Barky Pines is awesome. It's kind of like on a farm. They have cows and stuff. They have a rescue tortoise, believe it or not. Oh, cool. Okay, I mean, well, in Florida, sometimes you get some exotic animals like sure. and tigers. And, well, that's all I'll say. You know where I'm going with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, you know, it's cool. And, and I really, you know, kind of wrapping up, I, I, I know I tend to kind of go around, I guess I like to talk a lot, but 
the Puget system, you know, I'm not trying to go too crazy with like marketing, but it really is a great system. The customer service is probably what I would say I love the most. That's and cool. I think anytime that you can reach out and say, listen, this is what's going on or hey, this is my budget without me saying, well, these guys are probably like, oh, I don't need this dude that only has this much money. I'm looking for the guys that have that much money. No, you guys are there ready, you know, and uh, and you're also not like, okay, I'm gonna have to pick out which gaming system to make it work right. because selling so many consumer $200 laptops, you know, maybe an office needs like a thousand of them, you know, for their corporation, you know, and that's fine, but I, uh, you guys get the need. And then if I do need a $60,000 computer because I'm mapping the universe, then I can reach out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, that's, that's funny you mentioned that. I think we've, we have worked with a few, because like you'll play around with the configurator and you can only go so far. But if you start talking with, with the guys on the phone, we've done, you know, a system or two in the $120,000 range for those epic mega, yeah, epic super, I can't remember exactly what it was for, but it was some outrageous scientific computing thing. And yeah, it, it probably is real time mapping like, the stars or something um but yeah like um that's kind of like the, there for you the old story where you like you go to the bank or you go somewhere and they're like and then you're like well you know i've really this is what i'm oh then we need to come to the back room and show you show you something to nobody and then you guys open up the curtains and, oh. kind of <laughs> i'm always telling people because and and that really that that those conversations apply across the board um you know, we, we've been putting out recently a, a series of articles about like good, better, best configurations for whatever software package. But even still, um, the the best thing you can do is to talk with one of us um, because you know it's not a one size fits all thing. You're not just using Premiere. You're not just using AutoCAD. It's yeah. it's never just one thing. And so there's going to be a mix and match of trying to get you the best solution for your problem but you know yeah. and that's that's you can't just do that on your honestly you can't really do that on your own that's what we're here for that's why we have a business is that's why we're the experts your job is to create cool movies or to build buildings or engineer a bridge your job shouldn't be to focus on what tools you know we're the ones who tell you what you need to, to get that job done it is fun it is fun i'm such sure. a guy that it is fun to like it's it's like i still get excited it feels like christmas when that box comes in and you get to pull it out and you hook it up and you're like you hit the button and you're like oh yeah and you get in there or you get the camera and you're or my new you know then new phone or whatever it's always right. like just it's so much fun and then if you're a super nerd like me then you enjoy sitting there downloading your software and you're right. like all right and it's just that's kind of how I've always been, you know, and, yeah. and, and so but again, if you get seduced by the gear, you're going to end up broke. You really are. You're never going to really be able to break even on it if you're and, and that and that $60,000 camera is really not going to make the movie better. Right. It's it's getting out there and making a bunch of very low budget movies and working your way up. And it was a painful lesson for me because, I again, I thought that camera would nope, it didn't do it. And then getting my talent to where it needed to be. And of course, people would laugh and say, oh, you only shot on that camera, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, 
it, my cinematographer was awesome. My, my, we were able to do a lot of cool stuff on it, and you know, and and I think it looks good, you know. But you know, I, I think overall, I don't want to take. I know we got to jump, but get on the phone and 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 configure it out. Everybody will help you out. Don't be afraid to say that you only have this much money because there's always something and uh, get what you can afford, but don't get something that's going to be out of date in a year or two. That's right. a big problem as well. Sure. Because that, like you were talking about, you update the software, you may paralyze your system within a couple of versions of, of the software, especially as it becomes more like HDR and crazy stuff like that, where it's like, holy cow, I never knew that had that much data. And then you're like, my computer, you know. <laughs> speak to me <laughs> so, all right man that was awesome well thank you yeah thank you for for stopping by and, and chatting with me and, and kind of giving that that kind of apple apple and pc perspective because I, I don't i don't like to perpetuate the versus uh talk we're all yeah. we're all trying to trying to do the same goals and stuff and and how we get there isn't all that important it's just interesting to see the differences yeah totally and and the fact that a lot of this software more and more is rendering real time or the computer the gpu is helping that's probably the biggest thing of all you know mm -hmm. some some software still has trouble and then they get and then they update it and then all of a sudden it's like oh baby now it's taking you know that graphics card and it's funny to like throw it up and you see the cpu is actually not doing much but the gpu is humming along and that that's cool and one more thing i want to yeah. say sure while they were building the computer there were updates and i could log in and see and then they're taking photos and i'm like yeah there it comes that was cool too that was really cool in fact i used those photos for the article because there's i'm not going to be able to come anywhere near that kind of so that to me was cool to be able to say hey heath i'm so and so i'm putting in this i'm going to test it now and then you know i'm going to run tests but you guys did extensive testing and that's awesome and it's not like you're shipping out the computer and i'm going to be like so what am i getting here and i already know i knew the whole journey to when it arrived i thought was super awesome that was cool i, I don't think i've ever had anything like that before Right on. Well, thank you for that. That's cool. <laughs> and they're not paying me. Future doesn't pay me. I just had a lot of fun with this. Yeah. Really yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. All right. Um, well, again, thank you for taking time out of the day and joining us um, for our Workflow Wednesday today. And uh, thank you to the audience as well for joining us. Um, we do this uh, Wednesdays and Fridays uh, at 1 o'clock Pacific. Um, Wednesdays we bring in an industry expert to kind of talk about their their workflow and uh, you know their experiences with different uh, softwares and, and the industries and things like that. Fridays we have a member of our labs team come on uh, to kind of just uh, answer a lot of answer questions from audience and kind of talk about what they're experts in from the kind of crossover of hardware and software testing that we do. So um, be sure to you know mark your calendars. We'll be back. Uh, you know, every week we do this, so um, you know, hope we see you there. And uh, again, thanks, Heath, for joining me today. Thank you. And it's an interesting cross to go from Windows to Mac and Mac, you know, Mac to Windows. It really was. Once I got it, it was fun. It was fun to just get in there and work. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. Well, all right. Well, uh, again, thank you, and uh, we'll see you guys later. <laughs>